Hey everybody, welcome to Our Town Stillwater. I'm Cheryl Pickens. And I'm Jonathan Yudoka. We are so glad you're here. Today we have with us Bayfar Shahi. Good morning, Bayfar. Good morning, thank you for having me. You bet, you bet. Now, most folks who are listening probably know why we have selected Bayfar. He is the uh, owner, um, chief, chief over at Interworks. And so we'll let him give um, a little more description into that. Jonathan, do you have anything to say here in the intro? No, just uh, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to be with us this morning and uh, give us a little insight into your world. Yeah, you bet. Very good. All right, Bayfar, just um, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit of you know, maybe the, the overview of your company, what you provide, uh, if you want to get into a little specifics about your role right now. But we uh, also, we want to know the, the beginnings, um, how something starts small and then gets large. And then we want to talk a little bit about how um, what you do originates out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. And we want to talk about how that benefits Stillwater, Payne County and the state of Oklahoma and anything else that this discussion might lead to. Uh, everything's on the table as much as you want to discuss. Sure. Yeah. So Interworks is a tech consultancy. We're headquartered here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We have around 230 employees globally. And uh, probably the easiest way for me to explain what we do is, um, you know, things that involve technical solutions for businesses. So at the regional level, we do a lot of uh, traditional IT work, people calling in saying, I need help with my email server. I need a plan in case a tornado wipes my business out. How, to, how can I be up and running in four hours, eight hours, whatever that may be somewhere else. Uh, I'm having challenges with my uh, computers. Things are running slow. So traditional IT. Another side of our business, which is really the global play, focuses on data analytics, data visualization, data architecture, all things data. On the IT side, the businesses we tend to support are small uh, to the, let's say, the bottom end of medium business. And on the data consultancy side, it's generally medium to Fortune 500. Uh, I'm not sure if I said this, but we have around 230 employees globally, probably around 75 million in revenue globally. And yeah, I started the company when I was at OSU. So I'm, I think, 43 years old. Uh, grew up in Stillwater, born in Oklahoma. Went to, went to Westwood for elementary school, went to high school here. I got my bachelor's and master's from Oklahoma State. And, you know, for me, this started as just something I was doing for fun. I love technology. I was seen as the, uh, the, the computer person growing up. And this was at a time when not everyone had a computer or an iPhone. So it was a little more challenging for most people to navigate. I ended up becoming the tech support person for my friends and my friend's parents. And a lot of my buddies wanted to sit around and play video games. And I was the guy they called to help get the computer's network set up, modems installed, network cards uh, installed running cables, crimping ends, you know, hooking everything together so we could all sit around and play games. And at some point along the way, I realized I, I really enjoy uh, not just playing the games, but everything that leads up to it. I enjoyed trying to figure out what was wrong and why something wasn't working. I enjoyed when my when my when people were calling me saying, can you help me with this? I enjoyed helping them with it. So when I was in college, I decided, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of doing dealing with the same problems over and over, and the challenge was starting to 
dwindle. And I thought the way I could keep the challenge growing instead of shrinking is to go and do this for businesses. So I approached uh, the local computer companies at the time. If you wanted to buy a computer, you went to your local computer store. You didn't go to Dell.com or the Apple store. You went to your local computer store and you told them what your budget was and they'd build you a computer in about a week. And I went to them and I said, hey, you guys are in the business of building computers. I want to be in the business of servicing those computers for your business customers. And they essentially said, great, we have no interest in that business. So here you go. (laughs) And my pitch was, if I do a great job, people will like your product and they will want more of your product and they will be more satisfied with what they're getting from you. And so really overnight, InnerWorks was born in 1996. Uh, We're behind Eskimo Joe's at the time in the Maple 400 apartments, which have been uh, ripped down since. And it was just kind of a, a side hobby. It was just something I did for fun. And by the time I got my <clears throat> bachelor's, I decided to pursue a master's. And by the time I got my master's, I thought, why am I interviewing with IBM or Boeing or these other companies? I'm having a lot of fun doing this. Maybe this should be my real job. And so Interworks uh, was born in 96. I say it, it got serious in the year 2000 when I graduated. That awesome. is fascinating. On, you know, in those parents, early early days in the in the apartment, what would you say your typical uh, day was like? I mean, yeah, I'll start there. Well, um, <clears throat> I was always tinkering with computers. So to be honest, when the business started, it, it just the, the only thing that changed about the days was there was a lot more sort of excitement and uh, uh, I don't know that much changed about the day to day. I mean, I was always tinkering beforehand, except now I was tinkering with other uh, people's things instead of my own. Um, but it was just a lot of, you know, figuring out how to, um, how, how do you write checks uh, for as a business? What kind of business should this thing be? I mean, what what is an S corp? What is a C corp? What's a LLC, uh, I knew nothing about taxes. I mean, there was there was nothing about me that was any different than any typical college kid other than I like tech, um, but I had no special insight or knowledge of, you know, how to run a business, if that makes sense. So yeah, early days were just a lot of questions, a lot of talking to the right people. I had a lot of great um People that are that are around in the community today that provided a lot of guidance, whether whether it was deliberate or not, or whether they realized it or not. Uh, you know, Stephen Cundiff, a local CPA, helped uh, answer a lot of questions for me. Jamie Murray helped. There's um, a lawyer here in town helped get Interworks Incorporated. Uh, Roger Ghost, you know, provided a lot of a lot of guidance. So these are just people I met through the course of helping them with their technology challenges uh, and they had been in business longer than I had so I was able to, to quickly uh, get questions answered that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. So you cover both hardware issues and software issues or do you find yourself maybe leaning more one toward uh, the other? Well, so, you know, I, I kind of started out talking a little bit about we have the traditional IT work and then we have this data work. And what's happening is as time goes on, these worlds are really merging together. 
and we're finding that um, a lot of these these large companies that we do work for that may not even have a presence in Oklahoma are coming to us and saying, you know, we enjoy the service and the experience we get from Interworks. Why don't you take care of our um, a, a, a portion of our IT as well? So I would say the, the vast majority of our revenue is based on services work, consulting work, professional services. Um, and then second to that is hardware and software. Um, but they're, they're both, um, you know, it's not that disproportionate. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, I just want to make sure I paint a clear picture. We aren't selling like tens of thousands of computers or things like that. Like we, people call us with a problem, a business problem, and they say, I need help solving this problem. And those solutions may involve services and it may involve hardware or software that goes with it. You mentioned, uh, you know, you've got employees globally and you've got kind of these two aspects of the business. You've got your kind of regional uh, mid to small businesses and then uh, globally large to uh, Fortune 500 companies. Was there a point or do you still struggle with at all that, um, you know, you grew up here in Stillwater that that this scale of business needs to be in a Austin or in a, you know, Silicon Valley or something like that. I mean, what what challenges do you face on that front? Well, I, you know, there were there were a few different epiphanies around this concept of we're in Stillwater. Why would people outside of Oklahoma need help from a company in Stillwater? And so um, I'll, I'll tell you in early days when this started and everything was local uh, to Stillwater and maybe a few things in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, um, my thinking was, well, we're in Oklahoma. The, you know, the reality is from a tech perspective, Oklahoma tends to roll technical. You know, if you have new cutting edge technology that comes out, it tends to roll out first on the coast, especially in places like the Bay, especially in New York. And then over time, it tends to come towards the middle of the country. And, you know, I was always under the impression that, well, we're in the Midwest, you know, most tech people move away. So there's a shortage of technical resources here. Um, that's why things are going well here. And then what happened was through people we met in Oklahoma who had reach outside of the state, they started pulling us into engagements outside of the state. So next thing you know, we're doing work for a crane company in Pennsylvania. We're doing work for a ticket company in Hollywood, California. And I remember standing on um, flying to Hollywood to do an IT engagement. And I remember standing on Sunset Boulevard and I had a rack of IT equipment on wheels at the crosswalk. I had to push a walk, wait for the, the, the thing to say, go, you know, walk. And then I took off running across the street with this rack of equipment because this company was moving from one side of the street to the other. And it, you know, sort of occurred to me, I'm on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, and I'm going, you know, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. If your great service is something uh, that is lacking around the world in any industry, whether it be food services, whether it be attorneys, accountants, in any professional services industry, great service is lacking. And so um, we realized, you know, we can do this anywhere. And so, you know, for the last I mean, really, for the last 15 years, I mean, we've had a lot of clients that have no presence whatsoever in Oklahoma. 
So when we have something like a, a pandemic roll around, all of a sudden people can't go on site. You know, I would say we were we were well positioned, um, more so than most companies, because our our typical way of operating is is not to be there physically. Um, so you'll have to go back to the original question. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the original question? Uh, yeah, just the no. I think you you got there, but the is there any struggle uh being based here in stillwater as the company grows you know to, to global service yeah I, I would say that um i could probably list out some struggles but to be honest there's there's quite a bit of um opportunity and strength that comes with it as well so um it, it is true that the um supply of potential um, candidates to work at InnerWorks is much smaller, but it's also true that uh, a, a lot of people that are in the IT space or in the analytics or data space know who we are. And so, um, you know, if, if there's a few people in Cushing and a few, few in Perkins and a few in Guthrie, and, and these are kind of the, the unicorns of the town that would be amazing hires, there's a decent chance we get a, an opportunity to talk with them about working for Interworks. So I get that, you know, you can read all about the Bay Area having so much talent, but that talent is, uh, you know, there's there's 75 different companies that are going and talking to you about who they want to work for. And so being here, we're one of the few tech consultancies here. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to, to to reach out to the right number of candidates, if that makes sense. So we don't have any problems with um, uh, hiring. I, I would say that from, uh, uh, it, it, we definitely confuse clients we're talking to that aren't in Oklahoma, because when they ask when we're headquartered and we say Oklahoma, they tend to not put a technology company in Oklahoma together, right? So um i would say we leave a lot of people scratching their heads but it really hasn't it, it has not been detrimental at all if anything i think it's it's been a strength i think we have a lot of great hard hard-working people locally um you know people who have that mentality of opening the door for one another and being you know kind and considerate uh it, it's, it's it's served us well i mean we are in the services industry at the end of the day the cost of living is lower in oklahoma um uh, yeah, it's not been a problem at all. So do folks in other states uh, apply to work remotely or are you needing them to be on site in Stillwater? No, so so we have in Stillwater, we have around, um, so we have probably 230-ish employees globally. Uh, in Stillwater, we have around 55, Oklahoma City 35, Tulsa 30. Um, in Europe, we've got about 45. In Australia, across several locations, we have around 10. In Singapore, we have two. Uh, so we we have, um, in the US, we have some locations where uh, we're more dense with employees. So in cities like Portland, we have um, an office uh, there at a, at a WeWork, a co-sharing space. And um, we have the same thing in, in Chicago, for example. Uh, and then we have some people who are just 100% remote, so they they work from home, and and then they may go have make on-site visits, or a lot of times they're hopping on a plane to go somewhere else. So uh, we it's it's absolutely not a requirement that they be 
in Stillwater. We, the only requirement is when people start, we have them spend one to two weeks here in town. And then we have uh, times throughout the year when we hope they're <clears throat> coming back into town, whether it's for, you know, meetings, annual, um, annual, uh, annual get togethers or, or whatever the opportunity may be. That's really cool. And you mentioned this a little bit in, in your earlier comments, but, you know, obviously we're in a global pandemic um, and that is hitting, I mean, your employees are all over the world. So that's hitting, you know, at different times and different stages. Um, kind of two sides of the question, as far as the operations of Interworks, um, already kind of having that baked into the cake as far as uh, virtual work. I mean, was that an easy transition? And then what what kind of effects did you see on your on the services you provide for your clients? I mean, how they're feeling this and dealing with it and, and how you kind of help them through it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think when the rush of the pandemic came, because it, it did feel abrupt. I mean, I know that at some level we we saw it coming and knew it was coming. But then when it came, it, it you know, I remember when the first case hit Payne County, you know, the way people reacted was very different than when you hear about it on the news and this thing might happen. Right. So I, I would say that in the early days, it was a bit of um I mean, we just had no idea what was going to happen like anyone else. So we had no, no magic crystal ball. So I think, you know, for us, we're going, what are the consequences of this going to be? And we have, our clients are in every shape and size. So it's small business, large enterprise. It is uh, public, it's private, it's, um, you know, it's restaurant, it's healthcare, it's everything. And so when this first came, we, we had a lot of clients picking up the phone saying, Hey, we need to hit pause. We need to hit stop. And, you know, there's definitely concern. I mean, we knew going into this that we have the most diverse uh, portfolio of accounts that, uh, that you could possibly have. There's no way we can make our accounts at any more diverse than what it is. Uh, so we knew from that standpoint, we had some protection, but we, we didn't know what was going to happen because people were saying, pause, hold on, wait. Um, what happened probably a few weeks after that was we had a lot of people calling in a panic saying, we need you to hurry up and get started on this work for us because it's around COVID-19 data or it's around something special that involves reacting to or responding to COVID. And so uh, I, I would say that at, at, at some point, you know, maybe a month in, things started leveling out, and um, and today I would say that the business is is just as healthy as it was. If not, we're we're probably actually up a little bit. Uh, you are right that we do see the impact of this at different stages and in different ways around the globe. So, in Australia, for example, things have opened back up uh, in a way that they haven't in the U.S. yet. In, in cities like New York, we're still uh, very much on uh, a more conservative type of lockdown uh, in the Midwest. We're slowly starting to see things open back up. So yeah, they're all going through their own. They're all in their own stage uh, in the cycle, and, and the and the impact of it at an emotional level um, has been very different depending on where you're at as well. I mean, if you're in New York and you're stuck in a in a uh, an apartment in a very dense area uh, that might feel a little different than if you're in Oklahoma where you probably have a little bit more space 
um, uh, and the weather's nice and you can get out and, you know, and so everyone's situation's a little bit different. We're trying to be uh, sensitive and thoughtful around how to, how to respond based on location and circumstances. So on a day-to-day -day basis, Bayfar, what, what do you do? Um, you know, I, what, what is your official title and how do you interact um, with your employees here in Stillwater? And then, you know, everybody does their own thing, I realize. What's a day like for you? Yeah, so my, my title is, is Chief Executive Officer slash uh, President. And I, you know, I would say I wear um, a lot of different hats just depending on what's going on. I don't, I don't know that any day is uh, the same as the next. And to be honest, that's why I like what I'm doing um, because I, I, if it's too repetitive, I, I get bored uh, easily. So, um, yeah, I think my, you know, my, I don't spend a lot of time talking with new clients. I, I we have a lot of um, accounts we've served for years, and I have real, you know, personal relationships with uh, the people at those accounts, and so I still talk with them. And, and if they're having challenges or problems, I'm still uh, engaging with them, and I'm I'm very happy to do so. But I, I would say my my primary role is to make sure that the people within Interworks are getting what they need. Um, and, and then also making sure that the, the outside world is getting the experience that they need. And so I, I view this as if the people within the walls of Interworks are happy and getting what they need and they don't have unnecessary obstacles in their way. Um, if I take care of the people here, they will in turn go take care of each other and the rest of the world. And so I feel like my obligation is to the, the folks within Interworks. I, I think tactically speaking, um, um, I really I, I jump into anything. Um, uh, but it, we, we've gotten to the point where um, it's starting to be detrimental if I get too into the weeds on things because the amount of what I actually know about what we're doing specifically and how we're doing it uh, it tends to get less and less over time. So in a lot of ways, I'm getting in people's way by getting in their business. So I, I don't know if that helps or not. You've kind of gone through this whole spectrum. Um, so I'll try to stay on one at a time, though. Um, have you struggled any or do you have other outlets for that technician? I mean, you started out just loving the stuff and now you've got to you know, manage and inspire these people and keep this thing going. So do you, uh, do you still tinker? What does that look like? Yeah, sure. I, I, I definitely do. I mean, I, I, um, you just, you know, if you, if you were to look around my house, you see a lot of unnecessary things that I bought just because I wanted to tinker. So the, the bad example I always use is that we have a Wi-Fi coffee pot. And there's really no reason to have a Wi-Fi coffee pot, right? But I saw that they made a coffee pot that does Wi-Fi. And I thought, well, I need that. And I need to see why anyone would want this. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love tinkering. I love reading about technology. I mean, I, I will say in, in my spare time, uh, it, it is spent uh, completely on family. And then outside of that, it is reading about business news and tech news and and tinkering. I mean, that's what what I enjoy doing, right? I mean, 
whether it's a, a ring doorbell, which just went off this moment or getting blink, you know, security cameras or uh, going completely cordless and, and putting everything on, on Hulu and whatever else, you know, switching up access points around my house to get better coverage. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, um, those are things that I think are fun, which other people may think is miserable. All right, Bayfar, now can we bring it down to the local level? Tell us a little bit about um, how you guys interact with the Stillwater community. Um, I know you guys do a lot of volunteering and a lot of um, donating and all that. How do you see yourselves uh, as, a, as a company in Stillwater giving back to the community? Well, you know, like I said earlier, I, I grew up in Stillwater. I mean, Stillwater is my home. If you look at the kinds of people that we hire, we tend to hire people who are about service, about helping others. So, um, and it's not just driven by, you know, someone is writing us a check for our time. And so I think what, what ends up happening very organically is we have a, a team of people at Interworks who would like to find ways to put their time towards causes that they care about. Uh, and, and it comes in all shapes and forms and, and it is very organic, right? So we have people who are associated with United Way or my or our Daily Bread or the Seville Center or CASA all in their, in their own ways. And we try and take that passion and that energy and, and um, bring it into the group and, and and try and merge it with other people's excitement about those causes. So it, it's something that I think has just very naturally been important to us, this concept of giving back. And I think it's important to the people at Interwork. So we really try and take advantage of it. Well, I, I think that says a lot about the company, you know, that services as important uh, back giving back to the community as it is to your paying customers so uh, i know that um, just as an observer um, i admire what you guys do uh, we like the fact that that you are staying in oklahoma yes you've got affiliate locations um also but you know it contributes to the economy these folks who have jobs with you um you know might not be able to stay in oklahoma if they couldn't find adequate employment and so I know from a Stillwater economic point of view to have um, the, the talent that you attract stay in Stillwater is very important. And I anticipate, because here's my crystal ball, that it'll just, it'll just continue. And as, as this industry grows and more um, avenues are opened up, Interworks is right on the forefront and will continue to attract top talent. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love, um, <clears throat> you know, I'll say personally, I, I went through this phase where growing up, uh, I loved Stillwater. And then, you know, in college, I loved Stillwater. And once I graduated, I thought, you know, I probably want to leave. And which I think is a pretty common thing, to be honest. But what ended up happening was because of the work we do at Interworks, I ended up leaving a lot to go other places. And what I realized when I was going to those other places is they were a lot of fun. I mean, New York is fun, San Francisco is fun, Chicago is fun, and I love those places. I really loved coming home. And so uh, for me, I mean, still, Stillwater is home for our family, Stillwater's home. And, and I, don't, I don't see us uh, going anywhere. 
Um, and, and I would, and I would say that there's a, a specifically to Stillwater, I mean, we have um, a lot of people who share that sentiment, right? They grew up in a small town or they want to be part of a small town and uh, Stillwater is a great place for that. I mean, the fact that we have a, a, it's a university town. I love it. There's a lot of energy. Uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, excitement and, and in the air, especially when, when school's in session. And um, I, I think it's great. You know, it's, it's not for everyone. I mean, some people want the New York lifestyle uh, or, or the other kind of tier one city lifestyle, but that, that's not for us. So the tech industry will continue to, to boom. It's not going away ever. I mean, uh, I think as long as we keep our focus on providing great service, there will be no shortage of things to do, whether we're in Stillwater uh, or anywhere else. So Stillwater's home, we're, we're staying here. Uh, I, I think we'll continue to thrive and grow here. That leads to a question I had, um, kind of selfishly wanting more professional jobs here. Um, do you see, I mean, was tech already ahead um, as far as this concept of remote working or, or choosing where to work. Um, in other words, you know, we've kind of forced the world into looking at how to work differently in the last couple of months. Uh, do you see that as a net benefit to either recruiting more talent? I mean, you can already recruit wherever you want, but recruiting more specifically to come to Stillwater or the Stillwater area. And um, if not, what sorts of things do you envision for Stillwater's future that makes it um, an attraction for, for maybe people that work for Interworks or people that are working remotely for other companies, things like that? Well, I, I think um, <clears throat> in general, most tech companies have been ahead of the game when it comes to um, work from home or providing some ability to work remotely. So, I mean, we do have, as a general rule, if we have a location where we have an office, we want people coming to the office. So we don't expect them to walk in the door and walk out at five. Uh, but we do, if we're going to spend the time and energy to build office and community, we want people to be part of it, right? So, um, <clears throat> but the reality is we we get calls and um, and have to support people from all places at all times. So we're already set up to work. The pandemic didn't cause us to react and, and be better enabled. I mean, there were some enhancements we might've made. Um, but the reality is everyone was already set up to work remotely. They may not have had their own space set up for it, but they had the technology set up for it. Um, we are a dispersed workforce. So the idea of someone in California talking to someone in Australia, talking to someone in London, talking to someone in Stillwater, those are things we, we already had in place. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what if the world actually does change when it comes to work from home, because like I said, tech has always had the ability. Uh, I'm not sure how much they've had the desire. So you have these companies like Twitter saying, um, we're permanently, uh, you work from anywhere you want now. Uh, you have companies like Facebook saying, you know, who have a phased approach to what they're going to allow. And they're going to start out with a few hub cities. And then I think in latter phases allow employees to work for a company like Facebook, no matter uh, where you are, it could be a small rural uh, town in the U.S. And so I do actually wonder if those sorts of things will be a threat to us. I mean, traditionally, you haven't had Google or Facebook coming into Stillwater to hire someone and say, yeah, you can work for us remotely. There's a possibility that we're competing against those guys. Um, um, 
for attention uh, at a minimum uh, over the next several years. So that that remains to be seen. But again, I, I kind of go back to this idea of, I mean, we, we have all kinds of different people that work for Interworks. We have some who are very happy to sit in their house every day, all day. Th those are in the minority. Uh, the vast majority of people that are working from home are saying, uh, when can we go back to the office? We're ready to go back, you know? <clears throat> so I think you can't replace the idea of, of community and, um, and, and the reality is at Interworks, a lot of people uh, that work at Interworks have real friendships with their coworkers. It's not, it's not just because they're gonna walk the halls with them that they're friends. I mean, they do things outside of work, et cetera. And so I think there's a genuine interest for people uh, to spend time with one another. Um, I think, you know, in terms of, of, you know, tech tends to attract, um, you know, uh, a, a crowd that's going to be more about regular change. I mean, tech change, whatever we're doing tech with technology today will be different in three years, will be different three years from now, will be different three years from that. So <clears throat> we tend to um, attract people that want change on a regular basis. We have a lot of, um, you know, college grads and young families that work for Interworks. And I would say, you know, for uh, as it relates to Stillwater, I mean, as long as we can continually enhance the environment so that those young families and the college grads are seeing the things they want to see, we'll be able to uh, continue to attract talent, you know, to, to the area. Um, the more we can enhance those things, the more we can bring people from the outside into the town. Without those things, we, we can't do it, you know, so more dining options, more places to take your kids uh, on the weekend or in the evenings, you know, uh, great, great activities, that sort of thing. I agree. I'll take that to the Chamber of Commerce. How about that? We'll see what we can do. Okay. All right, Jonathan, you have anything else you want to throw out here? We'll wrap this up in the next minute or so. Uh, no more questions, but just thanks again so much for the time and hanging out with us and uh, getting to know you a little bit more and uh, definitely let us know anything we can do to, to support InnerWorks and, and here, being here in the community and uh, we'll, we'll do what we can. Great. Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. All right. We want to throw some love to our producer, Chris Peters. He's in the background and his little face is on there. So uh, he uh, puts all this together. So we want to invite you to, to follow us and uh, stay tuned for our next episode of Our, our Town Stillwater. Uh, that's all for now. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. All right. Good job, everybody. Yay. <laughs> and the far is out. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all right. All right. Don't look like you get out of his car. I can tell my son he can walk back through the living room without a shirt. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had a couple of trash trucks come by, some kids come up with some tech questions. Yeah. Fun yeah. times. <laughs>